0: Well, we made it, everyone. It's Thursday. I'm jumping right in. I'm going to try to not talk very much about me because I have so much I want to read you all from one writer. Um, And I'm just talking to you through a mist of an unknown illness. I'm very dizzy. I came down with something mysterious yesterday that's making me feel gross. Every time I turn my head even an inch, I feel nauseous, and I hate that feeling. So if you hear a kind of lack of energy or a lack of enthusiasm, that's why. And I've never, I really, ever since, I'm going to say this, today I'm going to be reading you Ann Boyer. I'm going to be reading from Garments Against Women, her newest published book um, of prose. And ever, except for the day that I first started this podcast and I read Wallace Stevens' The Man on the Dump, I have never felt such a Kind of like a raw, I don't know what it is. It's just a need. I have to read this. I have to read this to you. I have to share this remarkable woman with you all. And I recently got a chance to hear her read, and I was going to tell you the whole story about how I went out to Claremont and wandered around Pomona College and had this crazy experience where i broke down crying after seeing her read but let's just leave there's your story there's your story and i will just say there aren't many people in this world who can do something um even a percentage as well as ann boyer does both both her writing and her reading of her writing she is just extraordinary and She's a goddamn force of nature and a national treasure, in my opinion. And when I saw she lives in, I think, Kansas City, somewhere around there. And when I saw that Kansas City Royals parade the other day, there's 800,000 people there for this baseball. And I'm not trying to say sports aren't important as well, but come the fuck on. That should, be, that should be how we react to poets and writers and artists. And it makes me want to cry right now thinking of the way that we treat um creatives. And it, and it's just it's just not fair. It's not right. Like something's skewed here. This is fucked up. So anyway, uh that's my reaction to that and I'm sorry to get all kind of political about it, but uh please check out Ann Boyer's website because she does a lot of writing on that exact topic, really not about baseball versus poets, but I think there's a lot. I'm not articulate about it. I just have raw emotion about it. So Anyway, annboyer.com, A-N-N-E-B-O-Y-E-R. And I'm just going to, I hope, you know what? I hope you guys are ready to fall in love because that's about, that's what's going to happen here. Okay, I'm going to read Ma V and Bling, a memoir. I left on the ninth day of September of that year. My name was Ann Boyer. I was unfolding under the pale of vermin. I was afraid of dying. I went into many hopeless loves, but to have whirled through the air and burst into a thousand lines, that was too intense for a perfectly quiet horse. Suddenly I felt like a jerk. The muscles of the legs and abdomen were half the things that were too close for me. The poets were so fond of me that they did everything they could besides beat me. What right had they to make me suffer like the tallest building in the world? Even this was a form of enervation, The world knew the sequel should be burned. Any famous life-size portrait only means they'll cut you. No joy, perhaps, among brutes and blockheads. The noble-souled will fail. I drove on a highway through black clouds, sun showers, past barns and unincorporated towns. It was green there, with the crops ripening unevenly. Inside the sentence with no comma, the meatpacking factories smelled less like Russia than like exile. I knew what it was like to be unpunctuated. I was ready to give up on nature, but I found a dead bat, folded as if asleep. My daughter at that time was five years old. When she saw a neighborhood cat carrying a freshly killed baby bunny, she said to me, Anne, I can hardly stand it how nature eats nature. It was a time when we dreamed of zombies. We dreamed of a black banty chicken who broke out of her small white house. We dreamed of an old man whose stick limbs were swaddled, whose giant head above the swaddling spoke only to make anagrams out of phrases spoken around him. At the top of a parking garage, I stood next to him and stared at a river. The river was swollen and carrying off trash and broken trees. But poems weren't written in any language I wanted to read. I thought I could maintain modesty-routing prose. I wanted furniture that had been burned to resemble furniture that had been burned. This is just one view of that microscopic tragedy. The Sudanese woman wore yellow head wraps and walked through drifts of snow. The battery was weak there. The alarm chirped. The country forcing language to speak straight was very different from my own because I had that rustic way of going abstract. I feared for myself and all verbal orgies. I feared for the fact that things were out of order. I feared for my jaw and tongue. It was 18 degrees at 10 o'clock and we had no heat. The sign of the entry hall of the Kingman, where I then lived, said, "'The heat S on.'" Another tenant wrote on that sign, If it is, I have and felt it yet. I filled up the bathtub with water boiled on the stove, and the windows went opaque with the steam. The coffee went cold in a minute. My daughter and I put all the blankets and all the clothes we owned over us. I decided I would be a poet so that I could complain publicly of this. Around that time, my daughter and I had this exchange. Anne, imagine if the world had nothing in it. Do you mean nothing at all, just darkness or a world without objects? I mean a world without things. No houses, chairs, or cars. A world with only people and trees and dirt. What do you think would happen? People would make things. We would make things with trees and dirt. In August, all the fish in the aquarium of the Americas died. At that time, I wanted to be nice, like a word in a dictionary. I was anonymous or trying to be. I lost my head. I fell in love with everyone. Love was a figure of speech. When the German girl died, Charlemagne had her embalmed and put her corpse in his bed. He then fell in love with the corpse, a bishop suspecting enchantment, found a ring under the corpse's tongue. When the bishop removed the ring from the corpse and put it in his pocket, Charlemagne lost interest in the corpse and fell in love with the bishop. The bishop threw the ring in Lake Constance. Charlemagne fell in love with the lake. Okay. I mean, what am I going to do now? I want to read you everything. I don't know what to do. I'll just read you another paragraph, just, just going to a page that I have highlighted. I think mostly about clothes, sex, food, and seasonal variations. I have done so much to be ordinary and made a record of this. First I was born, next I was a child. Then I learned things and did things and loved and had those who loved me and often felt alone. My body was sometimes well then sometimes unwell. I got nearer to death, as did you. I've never had this feeling of desperation to read an entire book to you guys quite like this. Um, I'm bothered right now, because even though I love every single thing I just read to you, I, I feel like that's not enough. So I might read again from Ann Boyer, maybe this weekend or Monday. But in the meantime, check her out, annboyer.com. She also has a Twitter that is very strong. And I just, I just don't know what to say. I just think that this book is important, and I hope everyone goes and buys it. I'll put a link on, uh, on, on the description so you can go do that. I'm sorry I'm stumbling and I'm serious here. So you're getting a different version of me. I know normally I'm a real jackass, but today I'm just dead serious. I want this to be 100% a salute to Ann Boyer. So that's all I have. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for caring about poetry and literature. I love you all. Good night. Oh, whoops, one more thing. I'm really sorry I went off on the Kansas City Royals celebration. It's not that I don't think everyone should be excited about sports. It's just that we should also be excited about or we should be equally as excited about poetry and literature and art. So that's it. I am so sorry that I sounded so extreme.